Hey everyone, welcome to the Rev TC Views live cast. Thank you so much for joining me in studio. If this is your first time, a warm welcome to you. I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. love to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. Good evening, good evening. Welcome everyone to those of you in the studio. Bless you. Thank you so much for joining Rev TC Views. You are live in studio. God bless you. Wayne, my co-host is in the house. Say hello, Wayne. Oh, hi. I'm in the house, Rev. Hello to you and all your (laughs) studio audience. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm taking it easy. All right. Weather is nice and cool. Oh, that's so true. The talk continues. Relationships. Last week, we had a conversation about the challenges of the single Christian. And tonight, we've invited two single Christians to chat with us and to share their experiences. So, (laughs) just in case temperatures rise, grab a cold bottle of water and stick around because we're in for a treat. Sounds that way. (laughs) Well, I see Lady Wren is in the house. Hi, Lady Wren. She's getting her microphone together. Yes. Are you with us now, Lady Wren? Hello, everyone. Yes, I am. (laughs) Well, good to have you in studio. You were very active last week in our studio audience. It's good to have you on the the line tonight. It's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. All right. And I see Gary as well. Gary is online, but he needs to call in so that we can hear him. We're seeing that he is in studio. So welcome, Gary, and we will hear from you as soon as you are connected. So to those of you in our studio audience, please feel free to make comments in the studio chat. There is a nice little chat window there so you can do so. And if there's time, we'll definitely be reading some of them. Gary, are you with us now? I think I saw the call ended just now. So if you could call right. back, it then we're back with you. Are you yeah, here? here? Oh, great. Hi, Gary. Tell our studio audience hi. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me. Didn't think I'd make it. All right. It's good. To be here tonight. All right. Wonderful. So let's dive right in. Lady Wren and Gary, both of you are educated, 
both of you are employed, gainfully employed. You're both Christians involved in ministry in your own local churches, not the same church people. And uh, I know both of them, and they're not too bad on the eyes at all. Great personalities, of course. So I want to ask the question, what is going on? What really is going on? How come you're still not married? We want to hear the experiences. We want to hear the challenges. We want to hear the observations from each of you about the opposite sex as our audience listens in. I want to begin with the lady first and then Gary (laughs) after that. I wonder why. Well, it doesn't, um, it it is not a problem for me to go first. Um, Well, I would ask the same question. Um, Why am I not married yet? Um, Well, um, I can't answer that question. I'd have to ask God or the males around who know me to tell me what is happening. Um, Well, I know that I'm hot. And I'm just saying that maybe the men just can't stand the heat. That's my only explanation. <laughs> so you have uh, to be hot be or, you, you, you're hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. I don't think I'm on the cold side. So it must be that I'm hot and the guys I'm just can't stand the heat. Well, heat is known to burn, so... Need somebody right. to burn with me. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my water? Oh my. Okay. So Gary, tell us what's going on. I had I had to I said good night everyone. Unfortunately, I do not have an air conditioned unit at home, so I had to turn the fan on after that statement. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I get the chance, I run to the refrigerator to get myself a glass of water. All right. <laughs> Where, well, that was rather very steamy and interesting introduction. Ah, for myself, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there are varying, there will be varying um, factors. I think, you know, as a, as a single male, we all, I personally, I can speak for myself. I mean, I think it's, it's a mutual attraction. Um, usually, when, when the, the conversation on earth itself, women tend to say, you know, they want, a guy who is, boy, he must be um, blessed and highly favored and he seems a wavered and all of them nice affluent stuff there. But I say, now, beyond that, what is it that you really want in your ideal man? Well, what I want in my ideal female partner is someone who generally who is assertive and not definitely attractive. I mean, I mean, it's given that she ought to be a Christian. I prefer that. Um... Outside of that, one of the challenges I've had in dating is that I've never really met someone who understands my personality or is willing to support what I'm doing. I'm always generally the one who gives in the relationship or gives more of myself. Or see me, I think I have a very caring, nurturing personality, so I think that is something that draws females. But however, outside of that, for me personally, I have a, I, I've always been an entrepreneurial person. I have businesses, I've done that, I have a career. And so I, I really, I, I, I think I'm very independent as a man. I, I, I try to put my best foot forward at all times. I'm ambitious, I'm driven. So that too can be a bit intimidating for females, you know what I'm saying? And I've found that as, as, a, as a challenge. Um, I've also found for myself that 
when I do see someone as well, I may, may, may even be attracted to, attracted to it. The, 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 the equating components are necessarily there. You know, as, and I'll give you a simple example, and then I'll turn the floor over. For example, um, let's say that she doesn't own a car. I would expect her to at least have a driver's license. So, I mean, I can, if we are together and we get married for argument's sake, based on my, the amount of commitments that I have currently on my plate, I can't be taking every day to work and taking it here and there. So you can take the car and go. I'll get myself around. I have friends or I have other means of transportation to get myself around. And these are things that I look for. I mean, if you don't have everything, because not everybody will be in a position to do certain things for themselves. You know? Different okay, so... So you're saying that if the woman doesn't have, she's coming to the table and she must come with something. If she doesn't have a vehicle, she must have a driver's license. So she can't take, she can't, your woman must not be taking bus or a taxi. I don't have a problem to take bus or taxi, but here what the truth of the matter is. I, I, I don't believe that. I mean, you must always, as a man, we have so many things on our shoulders. We must be providers, we must be kingdom builders, we must be head of the household. We must provide this and provide that good mental support, financial support, love you, care for you, nurture you, wash your feet, do your nails, cook the dinner, sure. carry out the garbage. The Single ladies in the out. audience, they hear this man talking. It's a lot of things. <laughs> so I know yeah. what I'm about, you know, I mean, and that is a challenge I know a lot of you women have, to find a man who is stable, independent, financially um, stable, who is ambitious and driven and will support you. But at the end of the day, I am looking for the same reciprocation. You get what I'm saying? Yes. I'm giving you all of this. Where is the shoulder? You know, it's always, I always see in church all the time. I'm in, I'm in Christian circles. Boy, the man must this and the man must that. Yeah, but what is the lady taking to the table as well? It can't be just physicality. Boy, the, in the name yeah. of Jesus, and she pleaded blood, and she wants to pray. After we pray and we eat and all of that, what else? That can't pay the bills, you know? Straight up. Well, that can't, well, Rev, that can't Rev I can ahead. understand. I can understand where Gary is coming from because relationships have to be complementary. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah. so I can understand the need for uh, both partners to be complementing each other so that together they're stronger. So I can understand where it's coming from. Yes, and, and I agree with that. But so, so Lady Wren, now that you've gotten to cool off a, a little bit. And yeah, I, I'm ensuring that the AC is on, so I'm much better now. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want you to self-combust, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, but, so talk to us now lady wren when mm -hmm. the, the the exchanges that you've because i'm sure you've met so, a lot of males even those who say they are christians christian males and so on within your denomination outside of your denomination what would you say is the main challenge that you know but and i'm sure males have you have had interest males have had interest in you what what do you think is the is the, the, the what factor causes it to just not click and move in a direction in the direction of marriage? What 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 would you say? What what's happening? Well, um, I have never been in a committed or intimate relationship, so I could say that would be the first step for me if it is going to move to marriage. 
But as you said, being a woman in the church, Christian, actively involved in ministry, a professional, I have had situations where guys have shown interest, uh, I have shown interest in guys, and it just never materialized, nothing happened. So I'm just here saying, God, you are preparing me for someone, and you are also preparing that person for me. And I based my life on the word. And this is a, um, a passage that has always stuck with me from a teenager until now. And it is um, Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. And verse 5 says it. If I commit my way unto God, trust in him, he will bring it to pass. But I'm believing that the time has not come as yet for him to bring it to pass. So I'll just continue to wait. Amen, sister, and that you should do. But So while you are waiting and trusting, and is it, is it in the approach? Is it that the men, when they approach you, they, the approach is a turn off? You know, I, I, I would really like to hear some of the, in other words, if you were mm -hmm. to if you were to talk to the the single Christian men in the church about getting their act together, what would you say to these men? What is it that they are <laughs> What is going on? Well, it is so difficult because remember, everybody's approach is based on how they are socialized and how they were brought up. So I believe our men in the church need to be more tactful in their approach. And I believe if um, that young man make that right approach, um, he will get my attention and um, he will have me, um, what I'm gonna say now, melting like chiffon. But right now I've not reached that stage where I've had uh, that connection with someone and that they really grab my attention so much that um, the, the feeling is mutual and we, can build on that friendship to the point of getting married or going into a relationship. So I just have to wait until that man step up to the, the, the game, step up to the place or the plate and make that move. So I'm still waiting on that move. You hear oh, She's waiting to melt like chiffon. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's consistent with the heat, fa the heat factor. But I'm littering. Uh, Gary yes. mentioned um, <laughs> Lady Rend, um, Gary mentioned some specifics. Uh, what specifically? Uh, give me an example of the type of um, approach that turns you off and one that would really start the melting process. All right, remember I mentioned one last week in the chat where I said, um, and I would like um, a man who can pray because the gentle oh, Jesus dear. meek and my prayers are <laughs> not going to cut it. Um, so that would be um one. Well, okay. as most ladies have their their ideal, I have mm -hmm. ten characteristics. I don't I don't think this is the place to to push All them right, out, sorry. you know, on anyone. But the first you one would be I want a man of God, a man who will who will be able to pray with me, will be able to encourage me in the light, and someone who I can encourage to, and he will accept the encouragement. So mm -hmm. I guess that would be the first thing I'm going to be looking at. And I need someone who is going to protect me. If we get into a relationship, we have to, you know, he will be able to protect his family, his children, and all of that. So all the, the, the fine things that we need 
in the relationship, I need that too. Love, affection, and the works. You know, I like what Renee, uh, Lady Ren just said because <clears throat> as a single minister, one of the things that I have found with the men, single men, Christians, is that they don't appear to think that I am still woman with the needs that women have. So they see uh, an ordained minister, single, strong, confident, and all of that. But they, you know, they don't think that uh, chivalry is still important. They don't think that being pursued is still important. They don't think that the kind of, you know, affection, love, and some other things that Renee just, you know, elaborated on that those are important either. That, that has been my experience with some of the men that I have encountered in the church. Mm. But if I may, what I would say to that, um, but just to, to highlight a few things. Firstly, Renee, that scripture which you, you just um, mentioned is actually my favorite scripture, Psalm 37 verse 4. Are we seeing the uh, beginnings of a relationship? I don't think I'm that hot. That's why I'm on this Okay. <laughs> but um, you know, let us let us take a much more a much more um candid and very realistic, I should it's like an oxymoron, candid but realistic view on things. As as a male or as a human being, I think for us to be attracted to the opposite sex is usually the phenotype, the external factors that features that we see. We know nothing about mm -hmm. it. So you have to work. Yeah, it's, it's a phenotype. Something either about the attire, the hair. Probably you're like a brown girl or a dark girl. The lady may like a tall guy or a short guy. Mm -hmm. Then another guy may like a fat girl or a stout girl or a plump girl or somebody with curves, a thick girl, a slim girl, you know, a one-eyed mm -hmm. girl, a one-foot girl. <laughs> it depends. Everybody has their preference. Thereafter, their preference, once you get mm -hmm. to have some form of interaction with either me king that person then the genotype or the personality comes to the fore and thereafter mm -hmm. you'll make a, 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 an informed decision as you say whether or not they spark some interest and thereafter things yeah. may either proceed or it just dies there yeah that aside i think for everybody we all have our our, our desires and and, and mm -hmm. we all have our intentions and everybody wants the best for themselves unfortunately not every time that will always unfold for me personally, in relationships that I and I see twofold before coming into the church, I I've never seen myself having an issue meeting women. To be honest, um, in my own in my former life, I, I would tell that I would I would say it here that I I was fun with the women. I never had a problem with women. I I, I, I dated. I was involved. I was in relationships. And um, one of the things for me. The thing which drew me to the women that I, I usually did, I like women who are attractive, easy on the eyes, women who can put themselves together. I believe, I remember a friend said to me when I was much smaller, he said, listen, when you're growing up and you come from an impoverished environment, always ensure that if you don't have a car, you have to take the bus. Make sure so your shoe is polished, your tie clean, and you wear a nice white shirt. White shirt can go with any pants. So make sure so mm -hmm. you put on some deodorant and you smell nice if you're not coming out of a car. When you come out of a nice car, you can't come up barefoot. And it's so true. <laughs> It's the truth. No, once you come with a nice car, nobody, no matter how they may say, look, you may look tattered or ragged, like a thug, them no matter. The, the Ferrari or the Porsche, it's all that matters. There's the logo on the car, and that sells it. You live in, in, in a world of socialized um, 
the demographic is just so all about external appearance and, and, yeah, and brand, the, the brand, the likes yeah. and you know the social attributes. So that will speak for itself. The other acumen now, you know, relates to what internalizes us, and that's what we really want: that love, the affection. Mm-hmm. Maslow said, you know, in his hierarchy, I mean, the most important is that of affiliation, love, care, affection, and that is what, especially for women, women love that. Women love a man who's intuitive, who converses, who can accord himself when she go out with him. He can walk the mountain and try and embarrass. She wants to brag about that guy, you know, he's so and so, <laughs> and he has this amount of accolades and. He's the president mm-hmm. of this or the manager in this department. And when you come at church, you're, you're coming together and your head is held high and you sit down nice and you hold up on him hand and you sit down and you feel proud of my husband and all these nice little things. It's all fun mm-hmm. and good. But then what do you put in? You know, it's like they say in the computing world, what garbage in, garbage out. If you don't invest and pour into the relationship, if we, as I said to somebody earlier today at work, if you, if you could only pour into our spiritual life, and our personal lives as much as we put into our jobs, come to work on time, keep the appointment. If you tell your partner, say, listen, I come pick up two o'clock, be there from one party, five, five. two o'clock, you come out, he or she is there. When you tell him you can call them back, you call them back. Do special things that you have, the birthday clubs at, at the office. Remember your wife or, or your husband's birthday or anniversaries, you know, when you just met them. Remember that, you know, the shy, I think the shy likes to have this song that says, the sweeter you treat her, the longer you keep her. These are mm-hmm. things that we need to always foster and remember. The same things that drew you to that person when you met them, you have to continuously invest and pour into. For me, again, I'll say, um, I, I, just want, I don't want a slave. I don't want a helper. I can do all things for myself. I love to wash, cook, clean, iron. Nobody, I, I, I don't need a woman to do that for me. I need a compliment. So if, if anything is missing, that is what I've missed in the churches. I've seen women, even in my denom, I mean, I've seen a one or two, of, and, and it's nice seeing them. And then when you start talking to them, it's a different thing. And I observe a lot. <laughs> my mother told me that. She said, I must watch and see what woman I call. See how she talks to other church sisters, how she talks to other persons. Is she friendly? And that is one of the things I find that, that is missing, that turns me off in the church. The church woman, them, them grumpy, them not pleasant. <laughs> May I tell you the truth? They, they are not accommodating, they are not friendly, so you are you're rather reluctant in approaching them and saying something to them. Morning, sister, what a morning. And then what pass? If you're not popular in a church, I seem like you're somebody noteworthy. Them they really touch you, and that's thought in the secular world is no different in the church. We have to just call a spade a spade. And it's similarly, once they find out that you, you, you have some worth or some muscle to walk behind all of that, oh, I him, I him, I just want to yes. I've had a situation, I was at my office, because I'm a banker. Right, and person never really knows that I work at that place. And when they came in and they could do this, they said, The guy that I church me, I was thinking, I am, I am work this, I am have so and so capacity. So all of a sudden, there's some interest. No, just love me as I want, like me as the guy where you see at church. You get what I said? I am that mm-hmm. person. I've never changed. You know what I'm saying? Get to know me, don't judge me or assess me based on that. And it could be twofold because men can also be stereotypical. Um, I think when you made a point earlier, and I, and I quickly um, allude to it, that, you know, I think I, I was listening last week to talk something you mentioned, and it's true. A lot of men are not in the church, and women are suffering. The, 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 the population, the ratio of men to women in the church, boy, it, it's a stark challenge, I know, for the women, especially eligible bachelors. You know, right. you want a guy who can balance up the thing and help you. You, you don't want a puny, puny man. 
Google men, they may want a puny puny man. They don't want a fenty fenty man. They want a man with stability, with growth prospect. Some man who can inspire them, pray with them, right. you know. Mm-hmm. From a church, because a lot of times the men, they will tell us, yeah man, when they get married and you have the woman now, stop come to church. Problem, True. the woman they are passed, they share a pulpit. Every day I pray for the husband come back to church. Every day, you see, every Sunday, when they have prayer, she go up to Jesus. Please <laughs> make the husband come back. And she, in the prayer group, she has put, mm, she want the husband, pray for the husband, he now come back. But you know, the truth is, a lot of times we saw these, 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 these delinquencies, you know, in the partner from day one, you know. But because True. we were so, we were so consumed into the emotives, and boy, she or he look nice. You see the challenge, you know, you see the problem. So this, if you ask, theorists will tell you, you know, and psychology tell you that. The same thing which attracted to the person at the end, maybe the very at the beginning, maybe the very thing which sends you through the door at the end. Because you say, if you know, you come at the house and I think I'll come up here and you put on the glasses, so you say, you put put back in the way, so I'm here now. At the tree, <laughs> you put it on the ground. And the next time you come to the same thing, you say, but Lord, I sent to a man. And the same thing when you marry him is the same thing he does. You may put on the toilet seat, you know, take the garbage. You come and you never come up the door for you. He's not chivalrous. And you come, you never even remember my birthday. You know what I'm saying? These things. So it's, it's really twofold. But I think the opportune thing is how do we know address these things? Because we said something last week, and I was into the podcast when you said it's cultural. Cultural, you know, a lot of these are cultural differences. And I think when you should allude to that, too, you know, it's cultural differences. So I think we, we yeah. are to be better pickers. We, you can see the sign. So then I watch, watch the partner, watch the prospective person, nobody running. Watch them one, one week, one three weeks, one two weeks, if they come to church consistently first. That is another thing we tell you. Because a lot of time when people are going through things, they don't come to church. You know, you have to right. push and pray through the thing. Go so ahead, I, I want to, to interject here because we are going to have to wrap up in a few minutes. And uh, I want to ask Lady Ren and Gary. Lady Ren, if you were to speak on the behalf of the women, single women in the church, to give one message to the men who are single, desirous of marriage and everything, and you feel that, uh, you know, whether they need to get their approach together, sort out themselves, whatever it is, what message would you give to the men? And Gary, same for you. If you were to be representing the single Mm -hmm. men in the church, and you want to say something to the women who are single and desirous of marriage, what would that message be that you would give to the, the women on the behalf of the single men? Well, um, I would say, as um, the scripture declares in um, Proverbs, I believe it is Proverbs um, 22, verse 18, or 18, verse 22, somewhere thereabout, um, a man who finds a wife, finds a good thing, and she shall be a blessing to him. So in order for the blessing to come, he has to find her. So I would encourage all men to start looking and start seeking and seek God first before you try to seek a wife or a companion. Let it be the person that God wants for you. So seek God first, because many persons, we are building relationships, but the foundation is not laid properly. And I believe like the person who build their house on the sand, if the relationship 
foundation is not good, it is going to crumble. So if the foundation is on God, the building will stand. So my encouragement to our males out there, before you run into a relationship, make sure that the foundation is laid. Get to know the person. Get to make the approach in a way that will bring honor to God and at the same time give you the desired outcome for a, um, for a positive and productive and wholesome relationship. So that would be my encouragement. Sound words, sound words. Thank you so yeah, much, Lady yeah. Gary? Amen. Yeah, you are welcome. Well, in a nutshell, I do. I, I would say all of that. And I, I think, you know, either sex, for the females, I would say, try not to be so unreachable. Be more approachable. You know, mm-hmm. open uh, uh, open the gateway for communication and access. Don't bother sit on the either and think that uh, because it has been traditional for men to be the hunter. If you see the guy where you like, you better go after him because trust me. Amen, amen. The chicken small. So it's 500 women at the church, 10 men. And what are the 10? Seven married already. One interested. And at least, but probably one and a half of them you would not be interested in. So the one and a half which is there, nine and five hundred of you guys, yeah. ladies are going That's for the one. So, be assertive. Be assertive. Nobody should know that thing for the man of falling it. No. You have to be assertive. That is one. Two. Mm-hmm. Prepare mm-hmm. yourself. So prepare yourself for the man. Prepare yourself for the potential marriage. Meaning, ensure that you 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 prepare yourself emotionally. Because a lot of times you say, oh, you want husband, but God hasn't placed the money in your life for the very obvious reason that emotionally you can't deal with it. You're either mm-hmm. too clingy, too demanding, miserable. You're nice when you come to church, but you're miserable when you're dead woman. Yeah, <laughs> you're a spendthrift. You're not good with your resources. God now put the money to go to the your life. Look at these things. How do you think of, you know, and even the same spiritual life. Ensure that you can be a good balance, a good support system for the person. Mm-hmm. Fix up yourself, you know, work on you. As, as Tashi alluded to earlier about just enjoy your single life. Because truth, truth, truth be told, once you get married, a lot of things are going to change. You mm-hmm. will not have True. the flexibility or, or the leverage to, to go places at will. You have to consult with somebody. And, you know, you have to go make sacrifice. Because, remember, you know, if you're really being biblical about this thing, you know, man is, man is the house, the head of the household, and you have to be submissive. And do you even tell a Jamaican woman about submissive in that church? That is for another podcast. Okay. Yeah, man, that the part mm-hmm. that is serious. But I encourage women fix up on yourself. So. Nobody does come willingly to and think that you come to church fix up yourself. Pour into your, invest in yourself because whatever you see, the law of attraction says, you know, anything that you want, you know, you have to put things in place to attract the other person. So fix up yourself. True. To attract the type of man that you want. You do the same thing for your job. You study mm. from out to Jesus, come to get three PhD, two MBA, do the same thing with the relationship. You get what I'm saying? And and mm. you're willing to compromise. You have to shortlist that boy. It's a whole thing to take off a mile. Shortlist, take off some of the things then. You know what I'm saying? And 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 constantly do assessment. But again, I put this to you. Ensure that once you're looking at a guy, don't expect of him, which you're not willing to give of yourself. That's it. Okay. Um, All right. Rev, Rev Go I, ahead, see, man. I see um, JLH Talks is asking about the equivalent command for the man 
to submit to the woman. We don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, the Bible actually speaks about mutual submission. Mutual submission, yes. right, yeah. Would, right, so we have to examine that. the context of that. Right. right, right. Yes. But thank you so much for the, the, the ex for sharing the experiences and the views and and so on. And I see JLH talk saying, love the woman as God loves his church. And that's a sacrificial type of love. And that is a command. I want to give a, a final word, so to speak. And I think I'm going to say some things that some people really do not want to hear. But the first thing I'd say is that not everyone will get married. Okay. And I believe sometimes persons don't want to face that reality. I think in general, you know, many people will get married, but not everyone will get married. And when you look at the church, the numbers, even in the whole wide world, and remember as Christians, we talk about getting married to other Christians, so if you take out of the pool all the non-Christians and whomever it is that you'd be unequally yoked with because you're living in obedience to God, then you realize that there really is a serious challenge, particularly for single ladies. So not everyone will get married. Some people will remain single by choice, and then there are some who will remain single by circumstance. But either way, I want us to understand that all Christians should live purposefully and in obedience to God, regardless of your marital status. Also, I want to encourage our audience and everybody who is listening that singleness is not a sin. Singleness is not a disease. Singleness is certainly not a curse. It has its challenges. Being single has its challenges, but being married also has so, challenges. Yes, amen. Yes. And therefore, we need to be content in the state that God has allowed us to be in at this time, lest we miss the enjoyment of this season of our lives. So I want, so, so, you know, maybe you're saying, you know, I want to get married. So if you want to get married, there's nothing wrong with desiring marriage. Marriage is an honorable, noble institution that uh, God himself designed, you know? So there's nothing wrong, sinful or bad about desiring marriage. But as Gary said, just be ready. And I want to say, prepare while you pray, P-R-E-Y, and pray, P-R-A-Y, while you P-R-E-Y. Pray while you pray. <laughs> if you catch that. Okay. <laughs> I'll be praying, I'll be praying. Oh, uh, which one? P-R-E-Y. Both, right, Wade? <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah. both. All right. <laughs> Finally, I want to just read a small uh, portion of an article. The title of the article is Called to Single Singleness, and it is published by Boundless, which is a ministry to singles um, produced by Focus on the Family. The article was written by J. Bodzewski. Pardon me if I didn't get that right. But I love what is said here in the article. Just a small portion that I am going to read for us. And it says, 
all Christians are called to love God with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love their neighbors as themselves. However, God calls some Christians to serve him in the married state, others to serve him in the state of sexually abstinent singleness. For most, singleness is a way station on the way to marriage. Some, however, remain single all their lives, either by choice or circumstance. Considering that God blesses marriage and that our sexual desires make singleness more difficult, why would anyone choose lifelong singleness? There are lots of bad reasons and some single people should be married instead. But the best reason for remaining single is that the vocation of singleness offers fewer distractions from serving God. When the Lord says, get up and go to Nineveh, you don't want to find yourself replying i'll check with my spouse and my real estate agent and get back with you finally if god wants you to be single he will also provide the spiritual gifts which make it possible notice i didn't say which make it easy it makes it possible paul remarks that if you are attempting to remain single but find that you cannot bear the burden it is not a sin to marry Better to switch to the other way of life God honors than to be aflame with lust. And that's what I want to leave with us today. Well said, As we well talk said. about the challenges of the single Christian. And for everyone to understand that, hey, it, enjoy your singleness uh, as you wait on the Lord and pray and pray. <laughs> you know, and I hear loud and clear. <laughs> The brothers saying, the men saying that, ladies, we have to be a little bit more assertive. If you are interested in the gentleman, then approach him, have some conversation. And, you know, hopefully he, he will realize that you're interested and doesn't think that you're too forward. But, you know, let's, let's, let's P-R-A-Y while we P-R-E-Y. <laughs> Do you have any final words, my co-host Wayne? I'm, well, I agree with everything that has been said so far. I just want to add that while you're P-R-E-Y in, <laughs> that um, you're not going to find someone who's perfect. So True. before you go praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, mm-hmm. you need to have a list of um, some, some qualities, some characteristics that you're looking for that, you know, those are non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And then you have some that... While they're important, they're not. Um, it's not detrimental to a relationship, because if you're going to wait to find someone who is perfect, you're never going to find that person. No one is perfect. You're not perfect. You're not going to find someone who's perfect. So if it's perfection mm-hmm. you're looking for, you're not going to find it. So if the person has 90, 80, even eighty percent of the qualities that you're looking for, and if it's God's will for you guys to be together, I think you should go for it. You're not going to find a perfect uh, person. Amen. And with that said, I want to leave all of us with Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Amen. He will direct your path.
That's our talk for today. Thanks to my co-host Wayne and special guests Lady Ren and Gary for stopping by. Studio audience, you were great. Have you been blessed? I know I have been blessed. If you want to be on the Rev TC Views mailing list, please send us an email at revtcviews at gmail.com. That's R-E-V-T-C-V-I-E-W-S at gmail.com. You will be kept in the know for live shows and other events. I invite you to follow the Rev TC Views podcast so you get notifications whenever there is a new episode. Thank you for keeping me company. I trust that you had an awesome time and that you did need to go for that bottle of water. Until next time, <laughs> I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. <laughs>